The following is a Joel Mahalik production. But I went, went into McDonald's the other night, and uh, I saw up on a sign, uh, McDonald's new Obama value meal. Really? It's really something. You order anything you want, and the guy behind you pays for it. A <laughs> man who catch fly with chopstick accomplish anything. Well, a Democrat's way of running this country is to go tell us all how we ought to make sacrifices. The United States has become a whipping post for the rest of the world. You are the most egotistical, self-deluded person I have ever met. Thank you very much. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. Live from Wilmington, Delaware, it's Behind the Mic, the radio show that talks about whatever. Join us now for provoking discussion, entertaining guests, and the opportunity for you to make a difference in the world today. Now, without further ado, and broadcasting live from the Moose Den, here is your host of Behind the Mic, Joel Mahalik. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is the Behind the Mic Show. I'm Joel Mahalik. I'm being joined by uh, Ron Richards and Stan Lee. And uh, we'll take a moment now. Stan, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Uh, it seems like you've had uh, one hell of an adventurous trip to Florida. Oh, yeah. Oh, stay yeah. the hell out of Florida. <laughs> in fact, dare I say, stay home for a while and feel good about yourself. Uh, I I will try to do what's best for me. That is that's a lame man. That's a very open ended answer. <laughs> are you kidding? I almost became a politician. How are you feeling? Uh, wasn't feeling too good earlier, but I'm doing better this evening. Ron, everybody on this show is sick. I guess headaches. Stan's not feeling well. Sheesh. I don't know. Stay away from me. That's right. <laughs> Keep it on your side of the nation, buddy. Exactly. <laughs> so, hey, you know, I uh, this weekend I watched uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Anybody see that? No. It's, you know, the uh, it takes place over a span of like 10 years. And it's the whole thing, the hunt for Bin Laden. And, of course, it ends with, you know, the raid on um, the house where he was killed. And uh, it won an Oscar for Best Editing. And I guess it was okay, except, you know, uh, I don't have... I have an HD television in my bedroom, but in the living room, it's not... It's a standard definition television. And i got to tell you, it's not the right television to watch that movie on because, you know, there's a lot of... I think it was called Zero Dark Thirty because there's a lot of darkness in the movie, where you see nothing but black screen. You got to—I was wondering if like the cable was going out, but there was still sound. Hmm. So, and I guess I expected a little more to the climactic ending. You need—you need night vision glasses, is what you need. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You need night vision glasses to see what the hell is going on. <laughs> 
and again, my my biggest point about the movie is I expected a better climax. <laughs> I expected more out of the raid. What did you want? He's dead. Yeah, we know what happened already. Well, yeah. you know, if you're going to make a Hollywood production out of it, be Hollywood. Oh, come on. You know, Hollywood's already be in bed. Hollywood. Come on, Hollywood's already in bed with Washington. What do you want? I think I read somewhere that uh, Washington was a little upset about that movie because uh, some of the people that were out on the actual raid uh, had consulted uh, some of the information for that movie. Mm, okay. So... I guess I guess those people that participated in that way will be brought up on charges of treason. <laughs> well, isn't this yeah, the? Yeah. Um, Let's see. You told the truth. You were there. You didn't consult us. Yeah, we're bringing you up on charges. Yeah, you're a traitor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, look at what they're doing with everybody else. I mean, <laughs> it's par for the course. Yeah. <laughs> Well, wait a minute. I thought I, th- I thought this administration was supposed to be all about um, information. Uh, transparency. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think they took the transparency page out of the book of Tony Richards, all smoke and mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, well, I think it's the only way I can wake up in the morning. But if I don't have smoke in there, it scares the hell out of the mirror. So you know. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm waiting to have the opportunity to see that movie, The Conjuring, because uh, there's I've never I, I can't remember the last time I saw so much hype on the internet about it. Even like two weeks after it's hit the theaters, it's still very hyped up. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, that's the the real life story of um, these ghost hunters. Okay. And about a house, I guess, in like 1971, they went to investigate. It turned out to be like a 10-year investigation because of, you know, how how bad it was. Joel, they're still talking about Sharknado and the 2.3 million viewers. So, you know. No, it was 1.4 million viewers. No, it was 2.3 in the reboot. 2.3 in the reboot or 2.3 combined <laughs> of all viewings? No, I think it was 2.3. Well, I... Gonna go back and look at the story about. Are you was... talking about Sharknado? Yeah, yes. I can't even believe that. It, it's the one. The article that I have says its third viewing was two point one million. Okay, there you go. Yeah, hmm. I just can't believe that piece of garbage warrants a uh, a sequel. Yeah, I know. Well, we discussed that no, last we... night. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, if it makes money, it deserves a sequel. Just ask Hollywood. How did this make money? Have you seen it, Stan? No, have not. Seen, I I I've saw it, they they advertisement for it, but did not see the they, movie itself. They reached down into a very big five pound bag of dog shit to get to make this movie. Hmm. Now the one I, I want to see uh, is the Wolverine. Well, they're always decent movies. I, I I've heard and and have read on the internet that a lot of people were disappointed. Well, I got to tell you, in my experience, I go with the with peer reviews. Okay. You know, the average Joe, what they say, I usually find to be true. Well, I saw Pacific Rim, and it was uh, basically Transformers meet Godzilla. Yeah, that's what I heard. I was a little disappointed. Okay, well, see, I'm going to take that as gospel and not watch it. Um, I saw Grumpy 2. I laughed my butt off. It was funny. What would you see? 
Grown Ups 2. Oh, was, it was good? It was good. <clears throat> I enjoyed that one. Because the first one was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. The second one uh, is barely under the bar of the first one, but not by much. Okay. It, it's just as enjoyable and very much worth, you know, go, going to see. I enjoyed it. Well, Ron, it sounds like it's your turn to share. What, is, what do you got on the movie scene? <laughs> not, not much, Joel. I, I, you know, I've stated before the movie scene is not my thing. I, I'll catch a movie once in a while on the classics, if that at all. But I, it, it's just, you know, I, I'm just not that really that interested in movies. Come on, Joe. Come on, Joe. Now I did. I did catch five minutes of Sharknado, and wish I had him back. <laughs> uh, I, I saw the Lone Ranger too, and I was expecting to be a little disappointed. Uh, it surprised me. It was. It was rather well done. I hear Johnny Depp is thinking about retiring. I don't know. I haven't heard that. I mean, was pl- I, I, I read it. I mean, is playing Tonto the climax of his career? The you know the the end game. I hope not. I, I seriously hope not. I mean, he does. He's a good character actor. He plays a good character. Yes, he does. I don't think there was. Uh, I can't think of a one role that he did that disappointed me. So, if that stands for anything. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I'm a good actor. I'd, I'd go see almost any single movie he made. And and there's like not many actors where you would want to see any movie. Um, he's one of them. Uh, Harrison Ford's another. I mean, certain actors that, that you don't expect you know, it, there to be any kind of lull or any kind of bad scenes. You know what I mean? Right. Well, uh... Ron, may I submit to you yes. that uh, another sci-fi movie that actually I think he had more substance than Sharknado, Frankenfish. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have that on DVD. That's actually uh, you know a, a half decent movie. Oh gosh, Frankenfish. Frankenfish. Yes, that's a real title. You can look it up. Oh, I believe you. I believe you. See if it got more than 2.7 uh, out of 5. Or out of 10. <laughs> uh, try to look it up now, Frankenfish. Yeah, go ahead, look it up. You know, uh, Ron needs some... Uh, Ron needs a movie-cation. A movie education. You need to watch oh, more. I have a movie education. I've been educated that it's got to be a real special one for it, for me to go out and watch. That's that's the education I've gotten. Hmm. I, I think it all revolves around that bad experience I had in college with Robin Hood men in tights. <laughs> <laughs> There's a winner. Uh, Frankenfish. Five out of five. Five out of five? Two point five. Out of five? Out of five. From what website? Uh, you would have to ask. I would have, Dad. Well, you're the one looking it up. Mm-hmm. Cite your sources, sir. 
Okay, how about www.imdb.com? Well, they have a 10 scale. Is it 2.5 out of 10? Rating 4.7 out of 10 or 2.5 out of 5. Oh, okay. And they round it up because, you know, 4.7 is not 2.5 out of 5, but 4.7 out of 10. Right. I got you. So I was being generous. (laughs) But now I'm curious. I think I'd want to see it just for the heck of it. Yeah, yeah, you should. You should. Uh, I I, I believe I'm doing this without audio, as I understand it, from the technical end of things. But uh, we do have in my hand... Uh, from the home office in Yabba Dabba, Maine. Third week in a row, they're sending the top ten down. The top ten signs your swimming pool needs cleaning. Uh-oh. So, here we go. Uh, actually, wow. you, you know, Ron, you could just hum like some clown music for me. <laughs> if you want, no? There you go. There okay. You go. <laughs> top ten signs your swimming pool needs cleaning. Number ten, neighborhood kids ask if they can jump on your trampoline. <laughs> Number nine, pH is so high, in vitro fertilization is possible. Oh, my God. Uh, Number eight, kids still pee in your pool, but they refuse to get in first. (laughs) Uh, This is a good list this week. Uh, Number seven, new algae species attract a Discovery Channel film crew to your backyard. Uh, Number six, the Grim Reaper shows up in his Speedo. There's a sight for you. Oh, uh, what a mental image. Uh. <laughs> Number five, the words dredge me spelled out in the algae at the bottom. Uh. Number four, Dr. Kevorkian seen filling IV bottles at poolside. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, your recently installed pool filter resembles the Marlboro <laughs> Man's chest x-ray. <laughs> <laughs> you, do you need a minute, Ron? Uh, or Stan? No, Either one really. of you? No. <laughs> Uh, number two, you haven't seen that much scum since Mickey Rourke's last movie. Huh. That's bad. Poor Mickey Rourke. He always gets the short end of the stick. Yeah, yeah. And the number one sign your swimming pool needs cleaning. Uh, the amount of body hair found in the drain gives even Robin Williams a run for his money. And there is the top 10 signs your swimming pool needs cleaning from the home office in Yabba Dabba, Maine. What the hell is Yabba Dabba, Maine? Um, I I think it's right next to Wyndham. I I think it might be. Yeah. I think it might be. All right, let's, let's dispose of that properly, shall we? There we go. All right. All right. So there it is, the top 10. Ron, were you expecting that? Are there any other signs either one of you could add to that list? Oh, boy. It, they were all pretty good. Yeah, well, you know, when the frogs are able to walk across the top of your pool without sinking into the water. That's a good one. That is a good one, Stan. Yeah. <laughs> I knew he had some useless knowledge just waiting the, the filter out of his ears. You bet. You're over full, I'm, I'm you're, full of it. You're, yeah, you're full of it, all right. He's been around some bad pools. <laughs> to come up with something that quick, I think he has. I know. I think I think you need to hire a pool boy there, uh, Stan. No, I'd prefer to hire a pool girl, but we'll go into that later. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, the only thing that brought to mind was all the bad experiences with uh, youngsters in the family that decided to take a dive in the pool, you know. 
when no one was looking like the two and three year olds. And I was just thinking, you know, if a pool was that bad, Stan kind of touched on it with the frog. If the kid went to fall in and didn't sink because the pool was so full, you know. You know uh, okay, I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, you know, I I, I follow a um, a resort uh, online on Facebook, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know, like uh, since summer started, there have been two or three instances I've seen posted where somebody has pooped in the pool. I'm like, and I'm like, three times over one summer? What is wrong with people? I think they're just throwing Baby Ruth candy bars in. I don't, I don't think they were, can't, they were uh, Baby mm. Ruths. I mean, I, 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 I understand the pun, but no. what bring, I mean, what brings people to do I don't think they were infants either. <laughs> you could be like the female jogger from last week and <laughs> yeah, right. poop in an alleyway. <laughs> yeah. oh my I, God. I mean, you know, can I mean, I, I I don't know. Are they accidents three times in one summer, or are people actually suntanning by the poolside and they're like, "Oh, I gotta take a dump. Let me take a dive in." Well, every pool has bathrooms. I mean, you know, right? Pools they're required to have bathrooms. Too. Go behind a bush, you know, something. Yeah, yeah. Because then you know you gotta close the pool for a number of days. You gotta drain it. You gotta sanitize it, scrub it, clean it. Fill it back up, shock it, you know, and then you got a, a day or two. You got to wait after it's all done for you know the the shock to do its job and to get the pH right in it. Hey, I hate to guys, get all mechanical on you, but I mean it, it, it's a process. Have you guys already talked about the uh, uh, water park that closed because of the the brain eating virus or whatever bacteria or no? Yeah, enlighten us. Uh, there was a, a girl who went swimming, and and all of a sudden, she has a brain-eating virus or brain-eating bacteria. I'll have to look the story up once again. Um, but uh, the the water park that uh, she contracted it from closed. Um, it didn't say for indefinitely, but I'm sure there's a lawsuit coming. You know, it's that's the kind of story that makes that that shivers your timbers. Because mm-hmm. it's oh, like yeah. you know, water parks are very popular in the hot weather. Oh, I know. Uh, middle of summer, I yeah, I agree. And kids, you know, uh, this was a child that contracted this, and she's in the hospital. I'll, I'll have to look it up. I'll I'll send you a link later. A uh, link later. Your first link name later. is your first name Richard. <laughs> no, Art. Art. Whatever. There you go. Don't correct the host. That's that's bad. Uh, that's bad form. Bad etiquette. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bad etiquette. Bad something. Yeah, Richard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear a story similar to that, though, Stan, with uh, the pools and uh, people that are wearing their contacts uh, in the pool. There was some kind of uh, eye uh, virus bacteria that was affecting people that they were wearing their contacts in certain water. So maybe it's the same kind of thing. It's kind of scary. It is. Yeah. I mean, filter your damn water park, will you? Yeah. I mean, I'd be, I would be interested to know with that brain-eating disease. I mean, the, you know, I, I imagine the fault will fall on the water park. And then, you know, something like this is going to end up stemming tougher rules on the water parks. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it, it, you have a water park where thousands of people come and visit a day. Sometimes, sometimes maybe more than tens of thousands, depending on the popularity of the park, right? I don't know. Do you not have people checking pH levels and stuff during the course of a day? Making adjustments as necessary to make sure the water is clean? 
Okay. I was just thinking to myself, uh, is, is my questions unwarranted? I mean, this is all I heard after I said that. Okay. Okay, what? You found the story? I found the story. This is from CNN. Ah, uh, a reliable news source. This happened four days ago, where an Arkansas girl is battling a brain-eating amoeba that she received from a war park. It says the water park has closed. Uh, the uh, Arkansas Department of Health uh, is 99% of the people who get this infectious amoeba do die. Oh, jeez. And so she, I, it's it's a serious, very serious event that's happening. But, uh, yeah. That's terrible. 12-year-old girl. Hmm. That is just terrible. Well, in light of it all, you know, we do wish her well. Oh, yes. I wouldn't want to wish that on anybody. I uh, hope she gets better. Uh, I hope she's the 0.1% that does get better. Yeah, that's a very low percentage. Mm. Very low. Mm. Wow. Yeah. They're calling it uh, a brain-eating amoeba. 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 Yeah. And the U.S. Center for Disease Control confirmed that she contracted this disease after swimming. Should I say the name? Where she contracted it? Uh, I don't know, Tony. Is that, is, is that okay? It's news, right? Yeah, it's okay. Yes, it is. Right. Go for it, Stan. You'll be held liable if anything happens. Yeah, the Arkansas State of, or the, the Arkansas State Department of Health and the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention confirmed that this 12-year-old girl contracted the disease after swimming in the Willow Springs Water Park. I like in how Rock. I like how he covers that up. He, he he took himself right out of fault. The Centers for Disease Control said. I'm reading verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's get one more news story in before the break here. Uh, and I, I got to tell you, this story really takes balls to bring up. But, uh, you know, we talked about this before, guys, on a show a couple times, about how they really reach in for the reality show. They reach deep into that barrel of goop, and they scrape the bottom. And now I believe they've busted the bottom out, and they're scraping even lower than the bottom of the barrel. Uh-oh. Yeah. Because uh, TLC, the Learning Channel, has set out to enlighten the American people on a wide variety of subjects, from making pastries to the world of infant beauty pageants. Uh, but this upcoming show will be teaching us about a man with a huge problem. He has the largest scrotum in the world. Ah. Uh. Yes. <laughs> and, Stan, because I know you're concerned about this. I know you, uh, you've been to my house. I know you like to hit the info button. Mm -hmm. and see what shows are about. No need. This one's called The Man with the 132-Pound Scrotum. So no need to hit the info button to get more information on this show. <laughs> uh, according to Entertainment Weekly, the show will focus on uh, Wesley Warren Jr., 49-year-old Las Vegas man, who has scrotal lymphedema, a rare condition that has provided him with the incredible daily challenges like getting around. He also wears a hoodie, and I've seen the picture, a hoodie upside down to cover the scrotum. So the hood of the hoodie goes over the scrotum. Mm, mm. 
So he, so if you see him walking down the street in Las Vegas, it's not like a Trayvon Martin fan upside down. So, according to the Orlando Sen- <coughs> Sentinel, urologist Dr. Joel Gelman of the University of California will perform the surgery that he needs, which could save Warren's life. Now, saying it could save Warren's life kind of sounds like it may not save his life. Uh, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, you're right. Wow. So the special airs on August 19th. If anybody wants to set their calendars and set their DVRs. And hopefully this large event will fit on your DVR. Mm, mm, mm. So. <laughs> what a pun. Long <laughs> uh. well, way we don't have that problem. That's true. That's true. Um, yes. Yes to you, yes to Tony, yes to everything. Okay. (laughs) So there it is. Uh, I will not be marking my calendar. I don't have that much interest in general television, let alone to, uh, check out this show. And I'm afraid, I'm afraid I will laugh the whole time. I don't know, you know, um, I bet you people turn in just because they're curious on how a person becomes a eunuch. Yeah. It gives new meaning to bumping uglies, that's for sure. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh. Uh, anyway, phone numbers to call in uh, if you'd like. Six, uh, is, uh, yeah, six, why not? 646-716-8609 or toll-free 866-417-4359. You can also join the conversation on Facebook.com slash Behind the Mic. Which uh, I'm checking regularly tonight, by the way, and uh, nothing, nothing yet. A couple likes, and I appreciate the likes and some other things uh, coming up uh, when we come back from the break. We've got to review the Ask Clown of the Week from Full Gamut Radio's Bear Fan Ron Show, featuring our friend Ron there. Uh, we have a special visitor coming in uh, in the next uh, last segment of the show. Uh, some music and um, maybe some. F- this is true from the This Is True News Desk. Uh, we might hit. And uh, who knows what else? Because that's the way it's done. So don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back right after this message. Listening to the Behind the Mic Show. As I was saying, Buster, this planet ain't big enough for the two of us. Don't go anywhere because we'll be back right after this. For those of you just joining us, give us a call. Toll free 866 417 4359. That's 866 This is Joe Perry and Steven Tyler of Aerosmith for Red. You know, it's okay to rock and roll and party down. Just don't get in that 2,000-pound bullet when you're done and cocked. And please don't drink and drive. Someone that jaded you. A reminder that friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the Ad Council, U.S. Department of Transportation, National Association of Broadcasters, and RAD. 
Streaming 24 hours, 7 days a week. You're listening to Full Gamut Radio at FGRN.net. Packers. Vikings. Red State. Blue State. We come from different places. Uptown. Downtown. We come to different conclusions. Half empty. Half full. But no matter how different we are, we're all connected, and we can all make a difference. That's why United Way brings people, expertise, and resources together to improve the education, income, and health of our communities, the building blocks for a better life. When we live united, our efforts, magnified by others, add up to real change. Children succeed in school. Families gain financial stability. The health of our neighbors improves, and suddenly, so do our communities. But real change won't happen without you. Live Live united. So let's look beyond our differences. Live Live united. One by one, let's make a difference. Let's reach out a hand to one and influence the condition of all. (laughs) Live united. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Sign up today at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way. TalkSuperstation.com. Talk. Spoken here. Listening to shows on the WQYB radio network is like... While listening to shows on other networks is like... Wouldn't you rather listen to our shows? Check us out on WQYB, where our shows are really sexy. Hi, this is Matt Krevin, host of Beyond the Game. You don't like what your team did this past week? Hey, tell us why. It's your chance to play armchair manager, coach, or maybe even team owner. It's one of the fastest hours in sports talk, and the clock is ticking. Join me every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on the WBTM radio network. To contact Joe Mahalik or our guests, you can email your questions and comments to studio at BehindTheMic.info. That's studio at BehindTheMic.info. Now, let's get back to the show. Behind the Mic Show. This is Ron with Stan. Joel had to step away for a moment, but uh, if you'd like to reach the show, the number to do so is 866-417-4359. You can also dial 646-716-8609. Catch us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Behind the Mic. All right. Now, I just want to let you all know, we have a special visitor coming to the show. Yes, the man who can see the past, the man who can walk the line, the man who can predict what he will have for breakfast. Oh, tomorrow, (laughs) a man wanted in 57 states for just being plain awesome, please welcome to the show the great and wonderful Shiznack. Yay! And welcome 
Well, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. You sound a lot like Joe Mahalik. Well, you look a lot like the bathroom attendant at the South South State McDonald's in Chicago. Well, maybe I am. You you very well could be. Please, I I need silence. Okay. All right. Thank you. Good. Now that's silence. Gentlemen, I have in my hand, I, I come here... To prove that I, I can pr- I can predict, and I hold in my hand, as you can see, two sealed envelopes. You see you see that they're sealed, correct? Yes. Something they're sealed. Spontaneous. What is that guy doing? What I intend What I intend to do in these envelopes are questions that neither I or you know what's in these envelopes. What the question is, but. I will predict the answer before I open the envelope and reveal the question. All right. Sounds like a trick to me. Let me begin with the first envelope. Huh? Are we ready? Yes, we are ready. Uh, Ron, I'll, I'll ask for your assistance on this. All right. The answer is... Lying, cheating, and stealing. The U.S. government. <laughs> I, I don't know. Save, save the questions for me, please. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Lying, cheating, and stealing. That is correct. Obviously, you went to Catholic school. Name three qualifications to be a United States congressman. <laughs> Lying, cheating, and stealing. I hold oh my. the final envelope. And I will now predict the answer. Four weddings and a funeral. Four weddings and a funeral. That's right. Count them. Four. One, two, three, four. Thank you. Is that as high as you go, Ron? Just for the weddings. Okay. One funeral. Very good. Name a romantic comedy from the 90s and a list of President Obama's drone strikes from last week. (laughs) As I said, I can predict what is in the envelopes given to me. You are amazing. I am amazing. With a capital, amazing. And I thank you for your time. <laughs> I must have silence as I leave. Oh, you'll get it, Shiznack. Farewell. All right. And uh, thanks to Shiznack for making uh, just a spectacular appearance. And uh, he definitely was great and wonderful, wasn't he, Stan? Oh, yes. I enjoy thoroughly. And speaking of wonderful, we we have a wonderful song up right now. It's entitled Everything's Gonna Change, and it's by uh, Ariana Sloan. So why don't we give it a listen? Sounds like a plan.
Sloan here on the Behind the Mic show, a great indie artist, very young, uh, from our cavalcade, actually, of young artists that have come across the show, and uh, everything's going to change, uh, hopefully, for the better. Hopefully not the same hope and change. <laughs> huh. But anyway, 866-417-4359, or 646-716-8609. This week on the Facebook page... Uh, I posted a, a question. It, it, it was funny because I ran into a fan uh, out and about a town uh, who listens to the show. And um, he said that was an interesting... He responded to it, too. He, he said it was an interesting question. He says, and I heard it somewhere before. I said, yeah, it's uh, it, it's from one of our commercial... Uh, uh, one of our... Um, what do we call it? Promos. And he said, yes, that's right. That's where I heard it from. And uh, if you could be any kind of food, what would it be, you know? And uh, so we did get a couple of answers on that, one being uh, prime rib uh, with no further explanation, which I thought was weird. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> And then 
uh, another little listener, uh, Karen, she chimed in on it, and she said that, uh, what the hell is it? Yeah, that's really good. I'm really timed up on that, aren't I? It happens. Well, she's next door to the studio. That's what happened. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, what? It's because you're on the snitch now. That's what happened, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's some news for you. Uh, the show was uh, denied by iHeartRadio. How about that, huh? We're not good enough. Well, we okay, just got to okay. get better, that's all. Oh, we got another response I didn't even know. Sorry about that. Well, here is uh, Prime Rib, and then, of course, uh, listener Karen said uh, custard. It's sweet, smooth, tastes delicious, feels good in your mouth, and goes down easy. There was a vivid description. <laughs> and, and, and I like that. And then, of course, our friends at Azalea, another great independent music uh, team, said chocolate because it's like true love, much sweetness, Folded in a melt of bitter. Wow. And that's the one I didn't see, and I apologize. Thank you, Azalea, and thank you for everybody for answering that question. So now, Ron, yes, if sir. you could be any kind of food, what would it be? Oh, boy. <laughs> the Pillsbury Doughboy? So directions I could go with that. If I could be a food, what would I be? Ron, I guess steak. <laughs> Ron, Ron, I got an easier one for you. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> no, 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 no it, it's really simple. You just be the Pillsbury Doughboy. There you go. <laughs> and and he thought I was going to get all kinds of weird on him. See that? <laughs> oh, that wasn't weird at all. Ron, do you want to elaborate on the steak, Ron? Tough on, the, like tough on the outside, tender on the inside. Yeah. Yeah? Fun. You like that, huh? Yeah. I just thought of that. It just came right out. Stan, you know I was coming over to your corner next. Yes, I did. So I hope you were doing some homework real quick in the last 10 seconds. No, no. What food would I like to be? Would be, uh, of course, kielbasa. Aha. Part of your roots. You bet. Yeah, I could have stole that, too, so I'll just go with hot dogs because it's my favorite food. <laughs> yes, that would be good. <laughs> and well, I want to subject to food, and since you brought up kibasi, which is your, your roots because you're Polish, um, I was uh, visiting last weekend with uh, uh, my father's cousin. Okay. And he was talking about my grandfather, who I've never met because he passed away before I was born. And, uh, you know, uh, much like I'm sure Polish families of the older days – uh, the Slovak families gathered and lived together in large houses. Mm -hmm. You know, like just they just it, like, like the Amish, they just stayed together. You know, for, for a long time. And apparently, my grandfather did a lot of the cooking, and he said that uh, he just made the best Slovak food. And he was talking about this uh, uh, one. Uh, he he said they made the pierogi with the sauerkraut and the pierogi with the. Uh, potato, and he said he made uh, he made one with plums. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother used to make uh, plums as well. Yeah, and he said that uh, he said it was just uh, to die for. He said he'd never seen them since he was a kid, and you know his, his uncle, my grandfather, made them. So um, we have a little surprise for him when he comes up 
to visit us, uh, you know, probably next month or two, we're actually going to make the plum dumplings. Oh, cool. And hopefully he's not listening tonight because that will blow the surprise. But <laughs> I was just curious because I know that the plum dumpling is uh, not just Slovak, but it's also Polish. So I wanted to ask you, have you ever had it? Yes, I did. Like I said, my grandmother made it when I was really small, uh, and I enjoyed it. I also enjoyed the cheese and potato. I also enjoyed uh, the sauerkraut. But she also made one uh, with fish. So it, Okay, it, it, all right. You're in timeout now, Stan, bringing that oh, fish oh, crap up in a pierogi. Come on! I'm just telling you, how, you know, and the three out of the four... The fish I did not enjoy as much, but the other three I loved. I wouldn't enjoy the fish one at all. In fact, I wouldn't even try it. Huh. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that that To me, that's as gross as a fish taco. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. fish I does agree. not belong in certain foods. Taco and pierogi are two of them, right? Right at the top of the list. Hmm. Okay. Well, there's, you know... Uh, in certain uh, kielbasis, they have beef or they have pork. So, right. uh, and I know uh, the Italians make uh, the dumplings or the, the pierogies with with meat inside. Uh, they call it ravioli. Um, I'm not sure if anybody makes a pork pierogi. <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard of it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe nobody wants a pork or pierogi, but anyway. <laughs> uh, now, uh, of the beef or pork kibasi, which one do you favor? Um, me, personally, I like the pork. Yeah. I mean, the, the, there's nothing wrong with the beef, and in fact, if you know, you're trying to cut down on some fats, it's still tasty, because believe it or right. not, the, the beef one does not excrete as much fat. It doesn't have as much fat in it. It's very lean. Yes, yes. Uh, but, you know... When you put a crock pot of sauerkraut on and you toss in a bunch of kibasi, it's got to be the pork kibasi because all those flavors just meld together. Mm-hmm. Mm, I agree. Mm. I agree. I'm getting hungry. Yeah, Is right. Is for dinner yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. You, you Stan, have strange eating times, just like Tony. Well, I have strange sleeping times, too. I slept most of the day, and now I'll be up till like, 3, 4 a.m., well, Stan, like Tony's retired, they can afford to just kick back and do nothing all day, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason why I'm retired is... my goal in life. The only reason why I'm retired is because they pretend to pay me and I pretend to work. Just want some lemonade, <laughs> sip on some iced tea, and do nothing. Great. Rub it in. Anyway. Uh, so, so to preserve Stan's hunger pangs, we'll switch gears. And, of course, okay. each and every week we turn to Ron Richards to talk to us about the Ask Clown of the Week uh, on the Bear Fan Ron Show, which appears on Friday and Saturday nights approximately 10.35 Eastern Time, depending on what time he wants to get on the air. That's right. So, Ron, did you did get my submission? Yes, and uh, you'll be very pleased. Okay, well, then I, I turn it over to you. These. But, yes, I, I remembered everyone's nominations this week. Of course, Tony nominating the uh, train conductor and the person that called his cell phone that was uh, brought up as w probably one of the causes of the crash that happened in Spain. So I, mm -hmm. I wanted to put that out there. It got a lot of consideration. But, unfortunately, uh, the top three from uh, people's responses are as follows. Uh, we 
Yes, this is number three. Uh, Kanye West, I guess, has this clothing line. And we all know about the royal birth that took place. We, mm-hmm. There's a, you know, a king in the making. And uh, he appeared. And to to take advantage of this, Mr. West, from his clothing line, sent out a pair of skinny jeans and hoodies <laughs> To the uh, baby. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Nothing like trying to capitalize. And, you know, God knows the royal couple is going to let their baby wear that, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Kanye well, West. You don't know what he's going to be wearing when he's hanging in his crib? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no. Wow, wait a minute. That gets a, uh, this is what that gets. <laughs> There's a sound bite for you. Yeah. And then a story that probably should have won, but I, I just think it was so disgusting that people wanted to go on a lighter note. Uh, a story from uh, the Daily Mail came uh, via Guru, and this was his nomination. A mother faces life in jail after treating her five-year-old daughter's headlights with gasoline as she stood by a heater. I don't know why, you know, this nation seems to get dumber every moment, but any bit of common sense would tell you that this wouldn't be a good thing, but the 25-year-old mother faces a life sentence for this, and... uh, (laughs) Uh, you know, it, it's just disgusting. So she got second. And mm-hmm. number one, <laughs> and I laugh every time I read this because unless you live in the Chicagoland area or the city of the Chicago, I mean, this is just like an everyday occurrence from state reps or aldermen or the mayor. And I, I mean, it's just unbelievable. But a longtime Chicago lawmaker this past Tuesday uh, called for Governor Quinn to send in the Illinois State Police and the Illinois National Guard into Chicago to help quell gun violence. Yeah, Uh, I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) Monique Davis, a Southside Democrat, and of course she's serving her 13th term. She's done so much to help the state said she wanted troopers and the National Guardsmen to come to Chicago and work with our mayor, Rahm Emanuel, to provide safety for the children, especially, and for all who walk in Chicago. We deserve, we're important, our kids are important. A quote from Ms. Davis. Wow, so mine won. Yeah. Do I get a prize? Just a big thank you. Oh, you're welcome. It was my pleasure. Yeah. You know, but, you know nothing I, like, you know, endorsing a police state to uh, solve your problems. And It amazes I, me that Chicago has the toughest uh, gun laws in the nation and the highest crime rate. Yeah. That's, well, I mean, that, that's the proof in the pudding that it doesn't work. Well, the whole thing is, and we've, taught, we've beat this to death on the show, it's about changing people's hearts. It's about putting uh, the sanctity of life and people back into a uh, priority here. And uh, there's just no regard for life anymore, it seems, you know. 
uh, people leave their kids after birth in a garbage can. You know, no one checks on the elderly and just lets them sit at home and no one thinks twice. It, 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 it's it's an epidemic here. So hopefully people wake up and start caring about each other. So Yeah. Mm. Wow. That is a shame. But that is, is pro- that's proven to put in that the gun, it's not gun control, it's crime. Fix the it crime is. problem. Yeah. No, we say guns then, don't you know, kill people. Those that would believe that we put enough, we put too many people away. So I mean, it's, I don't know. It's it's nuts. Yeah. What were we gonna say, Tony? They always say guns don't kill people. People kill people. Right. Yeah. Well, there's some will argue that the gun has something to do with it, but you know. Hmm. But um. And, you know, I, when I read these things, I know I submitted it for Ask Clown of the Week because that, that is definitely an Ask Clown move. But, you know, I, I, I found out today, Ron, that there's a website, uh, one of the newspapers, I think it might be the Tribune, I'm not sure, has a, a, a website called homicide.tribune.com. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's pretty bad when you have to dedicate a website to the homicides. Huh. Yeah. Well, it's, unfortunately, it's pretty easy to do here. I I don't remember a time where I'm not listening to the news and hearing at least two people shot to death or something in the city. So, and of course, I have personal reasons for concern every time I read these stories. Yeah, because you're worried about me. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two reasons. Two. <laughs> Two personal reasons of concern. <laughs> well, you know, if they would just give school kids derringers, that'd solve the problem, wouldn't it? Oh, to yeah. be able to defend themselves? I don't know. It might. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, here's some words of wisdom that's coming across my uh, Facebook desk from a friend of mine. And, uh, you know, it uh, has to do with Congress and the, and the Affordable Care Act. And this is a very interesting statement. It says, they passed it without reading it. Now that they've read it, they exempted themselves from it. It's time we exempt ourselves from them. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Let me put a big fat like on that. And that way I'll wind up on some sort of IRS hit list. By the way, if you put the, if you put the word the in front of IRS, it spells theirs. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah what's... Ours is theirs, and what's theirs is theirs. Of course, it's like a bad marriage. It's like a very bad marriage. So, I don't know. Uh, let's see here. I'll take a quick look at the, uh, this is True Desk. In the few, last few minutes, we have shotgun time here. Let's see what, uh, what Tony has sent me. Uh, you saying the first one, Tony, is the one that you're suggesting? Yes, sir. When good GPS goes bad? Yes, sir. Are you kidding me? Katie Barnett was surprised to discover her Vinton County, Ohio home had new locks and was completely cleared out, but it wasn't burglars. It was the bank. They repossessed my house on accident, thinking it was the house across the street, Barrett said. They told me that the GPS led them to my house, my grass hadn't been mowed, and they just assumed 
They just assumed. In a statement, the bank said it, w- it wanted to compensate Barrett fairly and equitably, but when Barrett asked for 18000 they balked. They demanded that I had receipts for all my stuff that they threw away. And I said, well, you know, first of all, I don't have receipts for all my stuff. I wasn't expected a, expecting a bank to come and accidentally repossess my house and throw it all away. And second, if I did, where do you think it would be? In my house with all my belongings. She has retained a lawyer, uh, which is good. She should. That's, uh, that's, that's scurrilous. That's scurrilous. How do people... Yeah, how dare they be held accountable for Oh, that? absolutely. Huh. Oh, boy. Accountability is going out the window these days. It's bad. Hmm. Now, why couldn't they do that to my house? What, you want all your stuff thrown away? Yeah, yeah, you know. It's like, uh... They go to a, a normal house and, and, and do something like that, but uh, will they ever show up at a hoarder's house? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so You'd st- have to pay them. So Stan's looking for the mortgage company to help him do a little spring cleaning, that's all. That's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I get it now. I do, I get it. Uh... <laughs> Uh, anyway, breezing around the uh, the network week here at WQIB, of course, Tuesday night is um, Beyond the Game Sports Talk, which I guess, Ron, there'll be some football talk this week. Yes, I can't wait. I'm sure you can't. It's your favorite subject, football, NFL. Yes, indeed. And, uh, of course, Wednesday night, Chick Chat, uh, 8 o'clock. Uh, by the way, Beyond the Game Sports Talk is 9 o'clock. And that's where Matt Krevin and and uh, whoever, actually, whoever else fills the table. They got that super intern, Christine. Uh, Christina. <laughs> I just sound like Sesame Street there. <laughs> and uh, so be sure to tune in. Check out the Facebook pages for updates that I want to thank. Uh, Brock, Rela- Brock LaRob for joining the show. And, of course, Stan and Ron for sitting in. Tony for his... Uh, his throw-ins, even though he has a headache. Appreciate everybody uh, and you for listening in this week. And join us each week here Sunday night, 8 o'clock Eastern time, right here on WQYB Radio Network. For the whole gang, I'm Joel Mahalik saying we'll see you next week. Good night. You have been listening to Behind the Mic with Joe Mahalik. We would like to thank all our guests for joining in today. You can download show archives and learn more about Behind the Mic by going to www.wbtm.info. That's wbtm.info. You can also call the WBTM Radio Network directly at 302-261-5397. That's 302-261-5397. Until next time, remember to have fun, drive safe, and smile at a stranger. Bye for now.